Hey, yo, are you ready, man? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's so damn hot that we got to have cold, cold beer. Right. It's got to be cold. Stay. I got a, uh, a Paloma Gosa. Which, which, how do you how do you pronounce ghost gosa how, how how do you do it whenever you just pronounce ghosts I, now i think it's goes like a z <laughs> yeah. i always said ghosts and then people started saying goes and it's one of those things where i'm like i don't know if anybody really knows for sure yeah. but like depending on the knowledge of the person who's talking who's saying it like i just will follow whatever they do i'm okay I pretty much will just match yeah yeah, I've I'm heard so it goes about the stupidest stuff. I've, I've heard it goes that's, that's crazy. I've never even heard that. All right. Well, I have a Paloma ghost uh, from a thing called Duclaw Brewing Co. out of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, it's called Palomania. Cool little green can. Uh, it's an ill with grapefruit, lime, salt, and lactose, Chris. Lactose. Mm. So let's try this out. Mm. What do you got? So I got the coolest can ever. I don't know if you can see it. So it's real ale. It's called Crispy Business. Yeah, I've had and some Crispy Business before. Dude, it's so good. Like I've had a lot of real ale before, but the can just appealed to me because um, it's super 80s looking. Yeah. And um, and it's a lager. And I'm just, I was like, that sounds refreshing. It's hot as shit outside. Like I don't need... You know, I don't need a summer stout right now. I, <laughs> right. A, a nice cold lager sounds really good. And um, and that appeals to me. And the name appeals to me. So uh, this is what I was going to tell you. Because I don't know if you're, you were never in that circle. I don't think. So you never knew about the nickname Crispy and where I that came it. from. It's so stupid. So, uh-huh. yeah. So this was a thing back whenever I was working at, at Nationwide. Um like uh so i was working at nationwide insurance um doing insurance sales over the phone in a call center and whenever i would answer the phone i would always say thank you for contacting nationwide this is chris speaking how can i help you but i'd say this is chris speaking how can i help you and somebody was like did you say crispy and for whatever reason that just stuck so my name for the several years that i worked there was crispy and that's that's how they would introduce me it's kind of dope. And anybody who was adjacent to the those people, anybody that I met through other nationwide employees, they would always know me as Crispy because that's how they would just introduce me. So then I told that story at my current job, and then um, that stuck. So that's what they call me now. Dude, you got to get a you got to get a real going of you like just somebody calling you on a on an actual telephone, uh, and it ringing <laughs> and. Uh, you just be in, you, you say your line and then you like look at the camera and like pull put your beer up and just be like, thank you for calling crispy business. Dude, especially with that logo on there. I want this on a shirt and yeah. maybe tattooed on my back. I don't know. <laughs> it just, it just kind of depends if they can get the color right. Um, then, then I want that in, in permanent ink on, on my body. Cause it just has that retro vibe and I dig it, man. That's so yeah. dope. It does look cool. Uh, I think I, I think I saw some shirts there. It's a little bit, it's a good drive. It's a, like a good hour and a half drive from where we're, oh, we're at. So um, it's not as close. It's in like a little little town called Blanco. 
um, south of Austin. So uh, it's not so easy to get to, but um, I definitely want to go back because we were there because we were doing that that tour or that brewery hop thing uh, a couple months ago. And that was one of them. And we just stopped by for a beer and checked it out. But I want to go back because it was a cool little tap room and it's big, big space being out there by themselves yeah. and uh, cool stuff. If I see a shirt, I'll, I'll send it to you. That'd be fire. I need to go and, and, and see what they have. Everything that they make is good. Like yeah. I got this in a sampler. I got it because of this, because I had the rest of the sampler. Because it was like Fireman for the Swifty American Pale Ale and like I think um Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Um that that Chappell. But they got um, a good solid line. I mean, I had the fresh kicks from the other day. And uh, that's right. They have other things too. I, it's just losing losing the ones, but yeah, the sampler pack I saw too. And they usually like have a good like staples. They're stable. That devil's backbone's been there for a while. So yeah. This Palomagosa is is really good, man. They haven't got the lactose, hasn't got me yet. So so far so good. Yeah. Is it strong? What percent is it? Because we uh, have to be on our we have to be on our A to B. We need we need to be uh, moist enough to have a good discussion today. I agree. It's only five and a half, but I did get me some some sake. Uh, and that'll, that'll definitely do the job because that's 15%. Oh, yeah, that, and, uh, I got the round it out. That'll round it out. So I got, I got water, I got sake, I got some gosa and I got, and I got the boy on my mind, uh, how to, how to get the OBO shirt out. Been listening to Drake all that. week. I'm, I'm ready, ready to go. This is my time. I know, I know you're a casual Drake fan, like everybody else, but, uh, this is in my veins. So got to come with it yeah so yeah the it ended up timing out perfectly so we've been discussing doing a top five um personal favorite drake songs so that that's one of the stipulations in this case is we're not saying necessarily the top five of like his best showings or anything like that we're not there's no criteria this is just based on our own personal top fives which makes it better makes for a better conversation in my opinion yeah um, i agree especially when it comes to drake who has different different phases of his life that he's gone through. His, he has an RB side, he has rap side, he has, or he's just feature. He's just like a feature God because he's on everybody's stuff. And there's- Because he can do a hook all day he's so, so attainable because there's like a slice that everybody will kind of be drawn to. And that's why everybody loves him. Even if they don't want to admit it, they just love him. They'll miss him when he's gone. Yeah, he's like, it's one of those things because like I'm always- I'm always joking about hating on him, but, um, and it's not hard to build a case as yeah, to why it's, it's fun not. to hate on him, but he's, but he's got a lot of good music. He's got a lot of good music and coming up with the top five is really difficult. Like anybody listening should try to run down their own top five. You can, you can squeeze out a top 10, not easily, but fairly easily, but top five is hard because you have to start eliminating some heavy hitters. Um, I, uh, I I just ended up going with what what I listen to the most, what I find okay. myself having the most most plays for the most part. I like, like it. and I'm 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 backing it up. Like I, I still have reasoning behind it and stuff, which we'll get into the details. But what was your process of narrowing down? I I went through his whole dis- disco and I just started putting into the playlist. And by the time you knew it, it was thirty tracks deep. I didn't want to take any out, but then there was a few on there where I was like, this is a good song, but it's not my favorite song. It might be one of his top hits, but it's not necessarily mine. 
Um, and so I started to eliminate them. And then I was just, I had like a few that I knew were going to be in the top five and it kind of rearranging those and kind of putting one in like six, seven, eight. That yeah, was kind of interchangeable. But then I decided that kind of like what you did, like this is the ones that I played the most a little bit over those other ones. So it's just, I, I know it a little bit more than I do some of the other stuff. And I don't know, it was, it was tough, man. I was today still going through it and just making sure and I'm still not satisfied yeah. with my top five. Like I'm, I still want to throw some in there. So the honorable mentions is going to be the other 25 that are on this list. And I'll, I'll go through Facts. all those too. I, I narrowed down my honorable mentions more than that, just because I was just like, don't think about it. Just put it like, there's going to end up being heavy hitter don't songs that you're gonna bring up that I like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just be dropping but, random yeah, already... Drake lyrics like every every time you say something very similar co- to it because we've already done it about five times and it's just like popped the lyric in my head cool <laughs> I'm good with that because I'm like I'm looking at it and I'm already thinking of lyrics that apply for songs that I missed yeah yeah my list is gonna suck so let's go ahead and get into it <laughs> so uh, let's get I'll into start, it man I'll, let me kick it off because I feel like yours is going to be better and I feel like you're going to end on a higher high note than me. But um, so my my first pick here, which I'm still not comfortable with, it was between like several specific songs for, for spot number five. Yeah. Um, but it's a song that I still love. H-Y-F-R off of Take Care. Uh, all my exes live in Texas like I'm George Strait. Or they go to Georgia State where tuition is handled by some random nigga that live in Atlanta that she only see when she feels obligated. Admitted it to me the first time we dated, but she was no angel and we never waited. I took her for sushi, she wanted to, so we took it to go. This is, this is in my top five, so I'll let you speak on it, and then when we get to it on my list, uh, I can speak on it a little bit more. But hell yeah, fucking right. What a good way to start it, by the way. This song is just hard, man. Like, it sounds a little bit different from the rest of his discography um, in terms of kind of the, the flow and the pacing. And it has, like, the the, the synth sounds that he uses in um, throughout the beat that really kind of set it off. There's a cool, like, percussive sample that's being used, like, that's that they have it kind of uh, filtered in a way. It gives it that sort of AM sound, and you hear that little in the background. Yeah. It just gives the song some more texture, so the beat comes out, and then he starts it hard as fuck with all my exes live in Texas, like I'm George Strait, and that's got to be like on a list of like yeah, that's bars, top ten man. opening lines or something, dude. It's such a bar, and it's like it's one of those. It's funny because it like this this speaks to how Drake is, um, especially like for me making my own music, because it's like that's one of those bars where it feels like anybody could have come up with it. Like it should have been obvious, yeah. but it wasn't. He's he does that a lot. It. He does that a lot. He's he good at it, it a lot. And it can come out really corny or he hits it like he does this one. And I think what helps yeah. this one is, is the follow, the follow through of it. It's just like, he kind of almost like eases you into it. Like, all, like he's about to, you know, kind of slow wrap it. And then he kind of goes off with it or they go to Georgia state where, and then he just like fast wraps so it. Wishing this hand of us. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude it's so just, good. He goes he the hell off. So, so good. He does like that. That's that's such a good call where he kind of alley oops himself, where it sounds like a like super hard hitting line, but with like a soft delivery intentionally. Then he goes into it, and then like that the staccato flow that he's doing there, it's just like on the sixteenth notes, and it's like and he just keeps it going. 
um, for a long time. So like it, it really kind of flexes his, his flow ability. Everything that he's saying is dope. Cause he's telling the story about, um, about the girl or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but, but specifically the flow there is not, that's not something that, that people all, like, that's not the first thing that people think of whenever they think of Drake is like specifically the flow. Like that's, that's a, a that's a specific aspect of, of rap and um, he's capable of it. And he's just kind of flexing and, and showing off the way he rides this beat. And, um, and it's dope. And then the, the hook, the hook lands, yeah. Um, Wayne lands. This is really Wayne in his pocket during like some of the best times. It's like kind of later, later than like Carter three era Wayne, but it's like what's important. He's already at his pinnacle and is just can just float on anything. And he just tells kind of crazy stories. And so they both shine. Yeah. And um, again, this is in my great. top five. I love it with all the things you just said. Wayne is so good on it. He can do no wrong in this time period. He was just, like you said, floating on everything and making it work. And this beat is perfect yeah. for him because it's real, like, just kind of, I don't know, real wavy, man. It was just kind of, it's a it's a good beat. And uh, they switch it a couple of times and it's just, I love that song. Uh, a couple of bars that I, that I like is uh, whenever <laughs> uh, Wayne goes, met a female dragon, had a fire conversation. Yeah. <laughs> love love I, that. I, I, like, I was that was one of the things that I wanted to call out. Oh it's yeah, just, it was just different that's bars. So Wayne. Yeah, that's Wayne. So Wayne. Wayne's a he's he's part of the whole comparison, like liking rap, like or like rapper, like this, like that, kind of comparing it. The hashtag rap, like uh, we've talked about with the young money people. They they do that so well, but Wayne is always kind of making the comparisons to something or kind of he's, yeah, he's always doing that and he's great at it. That yeah, that's a good call. He's like he's probably the best at similes and metaphors that way. Yeah. My nuts hang like ain't no curfew. Yeah. Like yeah. Get the fuck out of my face, dude. This guy's so good. Like he's like he's effortless on it. So um so it's perfect. So that they they really match up um well. They have a similar flow. Like you can tell that they went in on it together. And then the video was perfect. Yeah. The yeah, whole good. bar mitzvah theme. The video is so good. And that's something that that doesn't necessarily get as much attention now. That was like, this was kind of like early-ish YouTube music video era. Yeah. Where that stuff could start a Vivo come out. So it was thing. a good time. Yes. It was a good time for that. And um, the video is absolutely perfect. Everything about it. it like, you wanted to be there. You watch that video and it's like, I want to party in slow motion with Drake and Lil Wayne wearing a panda mask. Like everything about it is dope. So yeah, that's a, that's a classic. Good. Good start to it. I love it. Yeah. So where'd you get with your number five, man? Number five was really hard, but I landed on what I played the most. And I'm not going to lie to you. I played this song a lot and it's off. Yeah certified lover boy which i didn't think was going to make the cut on this top five but i played this song so damn much what what that i, I played this song so damn much that i had to throw it in here and it couldn't be honorable mention because i played it a lot more than some of these other ones and that's fountains with tim's how do you know the way i feel you got me losing my mind I, I already see your face, so I want to hear your thoughts. But man, I want you, 
this this thing with Tim's that he that he has going on. I, I love the sound of it. I love the the feel of it. It gets me in my little dancey yeah. mood when I'm driving, which I love. Uh, I it it kind of just puts me puts me in that place where it's just happy. It came, you know, with the Whiz Kid song. Uh, what's that Whiz Kid song? Um, okay, Essence. Uh, that kind of it kind of oh, gets yeah. the same the same type of vibes. Man, I would play this. And essence back to back, and I would just have like the best ten minutes of my life because, uh, and that's why it got played so much um, because it was piggybacking off of the essence thing. And I love that sound; yeah. it's just refreshing. It's done right. Um, you can say what you want with him biting off people, but I think he he executed it well. And I love that fountain song; like it just makes me feel good, well. man. It makes me feel good on, in, in my heart and soul. It's funny because you saw my face whenever you said that, and it like it's not because I dislike the song at all. Like, and this is just kind of, this is a, I'm glad that you, you went this direction to start out. Cause this gives a little bit more perspective on how we view Drake because like a lot of the times, like album cuts like that, they don't necessarily stand out for me. Um, like after the yeah. first few albums and I get and, it. And, and this is a song I want to revisit because yeah, the whole album I kind of just slept on, but that that is a good song. And then and Tim's can can light up anything. Yeah. Like it creates a vibe immediately. And then yeah. whenever you have that sort of beat, he's good at that type of beat. Um, like you said, it's like it doesn't matter about where the influence comes from. It's like if he does it, he does it well, and he, and he can he can execute on something like that. Drake's really good about getting people on his hooks that are like him with other people's hooks. Like he's so good at it. Sometimes he like makes it like Aston Martin music and like all his other stuff that he does with, with Khaled and everybody else. He's so good at that. He knows what to look for when it comes to a hook and he knows, Hey, who's doing this the best right now? Tim's I'm going to get her on the hook and I'm going to just do what I do on it. And she's going to pull it together and make it sound perfect. Like we're like, we're from the Island, you know, uh, it's 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 good. Uh, again, it's not one of his best songs, but it's one of my favorites, and it gets me going. And it's pulling from a Drake that I wanted to pull from because I like that yeah. direction he went. And uh, I'm trying to trying to get a little bit picky with with the Drakes that I pick because I think I might have went five different Drakes in my top five. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's number five. Fountains, go listen to it. You'll love it. It's summertime right now. Go get you a Paloma Ghost and put on fountains and get some hoochie daddy shorts and you're living life, man. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. So, what, like, what, do you, what I, do you got next? What do you got next? Dude, for me to be the guy who is like the, the, the too cool for what's popular. Like I did the complete opposite on, on a lot of these picks and, and went like a, a little bit obvious, but it's because they're good songs. And my number four pick, is nice for what? Off of Scorpion. Everybody get your motherfucking roll on. I know Shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last year, life goes on. Haven't let the thing lose, girl, it's so long. You been inside, know you like to lay This is so surprising. All right, all right. We all, we all know the song. We all know the song. And so this, okay, a few things uh, about the song. Um... The beat is absolute perfection because of the Lauren Hill X Factor sample. It's like he's sampled the, um, an amazing song and sampled the best part of the song. That's like the crescendo of the song whenever okay. it gets into it. 
so obviously it's going to appeal to me because it has that sort of like the you know college dropout era kanye yeah style of sampling speeding it up a little bit pitching it up uh, i love the way that sounds that never never got old to me and this just shows that it, that style never fully got old if you do it right um because that beat whenever it doesn't sound like anything out now it didn't really sound like anything at the time at around that that time that was you know what i mean that era a few years ago whenever scorpion dropped like nobody was using that because that could have been viewed as kind of like a dated style but it was perfect so they completely nailed that that beat so it works for like the hook and his hook just kind of enhanced it where it was almost like his was like a like a post hook thing where he just added to the existing thing yeah um which i like and it's it's like very you know, kanye of him uh that it's so surprising to me because i thought the the other way of it i i didn't think you would pick this song because of that reason because yeah. i felt like you relied on the sample too much but i think you swayed me into the to the kanye type of representation on you know putting up for it and not taking from it um and he uses it great like i love that sample x factor is one of my favorite songs probably ever yeah um I, I, oh, so yeah. You, you can do no wrong putting that on there if you do it right and he did it right and it was a big hit uh huge hit and super hit it was the getting ready song man of what like maybe three or four summers ago i don't know yeah. COVID, COVID threw me for a loop of time but it was definitely the the friday night getting getting your hair done type thing um i love that song it's it's always going to be one of his like pop hits that that kind of hit yeah. for me more than other ones um i'm just really surprised that you picked it because it, it took from lauren i know how much you love lauren so I didn't know how how you were going to be affected by it if it was going to be a positive or a negative. I was I was almost scared to bring it up, honestly. <laughs> Hilarious, yeah. And it's it's just because it's so good, and it's like if I wanted to be a hater, I could say that he didn't really do anything phenomenally with it, and anybody could have taken that beat and done right by it. But that's not true. Like, and one thing that Drake does is that whenever he's really killing it on a, on a on a song on a track like this he does it in a way that he does make it look easy. Like he kind of fools you with how easy he makes it look, but yeah. like he's a delivery guy going back through the catalog was making me really appreciate um, how well he can deliver stuff. Um, and we can get, get into the, you know, there's, there's always going to be the, the arguments of, you know, whether or not there was ghostwriters, co-writers, et cetera, yeah. people collaborate. Yeah. It doesn't, especially, it, it particularly doesn't bother me whenever you hear him on a, on a song like this where other people could do the same exact lyrics. Like somebody could have wrote this for him in its entirety yeah. and not been able to spit it like he does. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, a, I don't know, that's a little bit of a hot take as a hip-hop purist. It's but, funny um, too. And I don't think- I was going to say, he has so many red bones. He has so many red bones. It's crazy. So- uh we were talking about Gambino last week and it's just yeah. like Drake does That's it multiple times and he gets away with so much, but he also is pretty, pretty damn good at it. Like to where it's, it's just a clean execution. And I never, never stopped playing that song. Love it's it. It's good. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you, you put it in your list because it's definitely a good song and it make my top five, but it's fine. Next up for me is uh still, still more dancey Drake, man. Passion fruit. Listen. Seeing you got ritualistic Cleansing my soul of addiction for now Cause I'm falling apart 
passion fruit man it has kind of a similar you know with the the fountains it has that type of of dance hall type of uh vibes i love his is uh the intro to it to where you know it's kind of just like him it's his dad right i believe to where he's just like talking to the audience and he's just like y'all gonna like this a little bit more get some drinks in you i'll sound a lot better yeah. and then he kind of goes into it uh and it's just a fun song like it's a fun song it's uh it's him in his in his singy in his singy bag and he's just having a good time it, it like i know it piggybacks a little bit off of the fountains but it's one of his more popular ones when it comes to that that was kind yeah. of his introduction into it and uh i played the hell out of it and that kind of just like leads me to like liking that fountain song a little bit more was his intro to this and that whole uh more life album which was i think slept on quite a bit i think if you go back to it it has some good some good pockets and this is one of the pockets he hit on there and uh passion fruit was one of the biggest ones off there how do you feel about that song i like it i don't dislike it at all but it 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 never it never hit that hard for me like i did listen to it more like i like the vibe but it has yeah. like more of a softer delivery you know what i mean even for him for me, it just it didn't land quite the same way as some of the other stuff. Yeah. Like I said, I don't dislike the song. I just don't find myself revisiting it as much. And it is one of like his bigger like album cuts. It's funny because like I see what you're saying about picking different Drakes, because that's a very specific Drake as well. And what it that is. sort of vibe. He, he, yeah, it's a different Drake. Uh he went into a whole different direction with that album. He does have like some of the older Drake, like. And we'll touch on the honorable mentions, but I want to, since we're talking about that album, like that free smoke to, he has great intros to albums and um, free smoke to yeah. start off that album was really good. That one and then passion fruit were the ones I probably listened to the most. Okay. So my next one, I'm probably going to shock you again, just because <laughs> like, it feels like it's going to make my list look even more like if you just Google top, um, top drake songs and that's uh one dance really between <laughs> whiz kid and kyla grips on your ways front way back way you know that i don't play streets not safe yeah that's surprising man i love that song i mean obviously obviously like the, my first two picks, I'm going to have to like that song. So uh, that's the, one of the tricks that I love. And Okay, so first off, they they built it around um, this, I think it's considered a house song um, that has Kyla in it. The, that's the, the vocals that you're, um, that you're hearing uh, sung there. Actually, I love the way this started it. I love the little like back and forth. Like he'd almost kind of, he paints a picture like, grips on your waist front wave it's like you're on the dance floor like you're it's basically like you're dancing with drake you know which every girl loves but um yeah yeah man because the, the way that that like you said with the grips on your waist front ways back ways from the beginning like it it is some of that i was like were you listening to that and it's it's kind of stupid of me to do that because i listen to all sorts of weird stuff too and it's like we have this podcast where we primarily talk hip-hop but it's like I listen to world music. I listen to stuff in all sorts of languages. Have just a weird, broad taste in music, just like you do. That's why we yeah. vibe so much on this stuff because it's like we can appreciate stuff from well beyond what you would expect us to listen to. And why wouldn't he be like that? 
like you know and even if it's the other way to where it's somebody bringing it to them uh it's fine like we get music however we get it like i I listen to commercials i listen to you know movie movie soundtracks i listen to you know similar artists on spotify it's kind of like yeah it's maybe a little effort for me to do it and maybe somebody like like drake has somebody who's like hey here's the next up-and-coming artist you should take a listen to him or hey you should listen to this song maybe you want to sample it like I don't discredit because he has, I mean, he's a he's a famous person. Like he has things to do. He doesn't have, you know, That's hours right. to spend on like Spotify going through similar artists. So if he has somebody who's doing it and they're obviously good at their job because he's been doing it for what 15 years, 20 years, I don't know, however long he's been in the game. He puts a lot of people on, like you said. My my next one is is hell yeah, fucking right. My that's my number three. I think we talked on it quite a bit. Um I, I think I said in kind of my piece, you know, Wayne and his switches and his flows. And this is coming around the time period where it's, it's lands perfectly on so many levels. Um, we talked about Drake's start and how he kind of rocks you into it. And then he kind of has that fast flow and he goes to a, a slower hook. Um, I love that kind of like conversation that, that they have too, like back and forth, like, are you high right now? Do you ever get nervous? And it's just, hell yeah. It's almost just like, so just a cool, the cool ride music. Um, and yeah, we spoke on it already. It, it's one of my favorite songs. I remember when, I mean, of course, that, that album dropped. That was one of the heavy hitters that I constantly replayed. Let's let's get into uh let's get into the top two then. Top two when he's not two. Good line. <laughs> That's such a good line. That's like one of the best lines ever. Um, uh, so like I'm steering it with a different Drake again. And I'm pro I don't know if I'm gonna surprise you on this one, but I went with hold on, we're going home. I got my it's good it is somewhat surprising you're a little bit you're a little bit softer than i thought you were christopher uh i am <laughs> like everybody am. like i tell everybody you like drake a little bit more than you think if you really just kind of put your put your top five in, in the air yeah i think you like uh you like that soft trick a little bit more than you think um I, dude because i'm yeah, because it's like I'm not picking a bunch of like barred up songs. It that song has such a good beat. Um, I like the really long intro of that yeah. drum. Like they ended up looping it like double what you normally would. And good it call just kind of goes. With, I love that. Yeah, with good almost call. yeah, dude. There's like almost no melody. You just hear. I guess it's um, is it Majid Jordan? Is that yeah. how it's pronounced? Sure, that's um, how I pronounce it. So. That's how I pronounce from here on out. And like, I I think it's his vocal that you kind of hear with some heavy reverb and it's singy Drake. He's singing in a higher register. It's just, it's good. Like the song is like almost, there's almost like no verses to the, the song, the way that it's structured. Like it, it, that makes it really kind of unique. Like where the entire thing kind of repeats itself. It's almost like one big hook in the best way. Yeah. Like that's what it, it keeps you caught. And it's such a sing-along song. It's hard not to sing along with that song. Yeah. Like, like everybody does that part. Uh it's it's one of the, yes. the pop songs that is definitely gonna be in his, you know, I guess top five in Spotify type. I don't know if it is or not. It probably honestly never mind the whole album, but it's always gonna be like that's gonna be one of his his type of trailers songs where yeah. when they go back and they give them the lifetime achievement award this one's going to be somewhere in that cut so 
Um, I, I love that song. Yeah, I, it might be what they play as he's walking to the stage to accept his award. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great, man. It's it's definitely heavy, heavy rotation when that dropped. Big radio hit. Um, and it's just him doing him. We've talked about him doing it him. Is, it's, yeah. I can't say enough about that song. Like, the, the, the lyrics are... It's it's just pure simplicity, and I think that that's again that's that thing where he he can really bring it and execute what seems what seems yeah. easy, but it's not. You know what I mean? It's like you think about the biggest artists of all time. You think about you know the Beatles or whatever, and some of the especially the early songs that they wrote that were just sounds like the most simplistic stuff, but nobody else did it. And um, that's what he's doing. That's why he's kind of the biggest artist in the world. And like this is exemplary of that uh, ability yeah. that he has just to do something that sounds so simple where it's just like, why didn't I think of that? Like, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's just perfect, man. It, it's it just warm me up. off how good that song is. It's warm up shots like, for him, man. It's just warm up, warm up shots. He can do that in his sleep. So what, what, what you got on yours? Are you saying what version of Drake are you, are you pitching for, for choice number two? My uh, number two is, my my introduction to Drake and that's best I ever had. Baby, you my everything. You all I ever wanted. We could do it real big, bigger than you ever done it. You be up on everything. Other hoes ain't never on it. I want this forever. I swear I could spend whatever on it. Cause she hold me down every time I hit up. When I get I know we're we're pretty uh online with this. I think we kind of both got to to Drake at that type of his time period where this dropped. Maybe even a little bit before then. Um, but I think it, it's the best of both, both Drake's, um, he has a singy in it. Um, he has the bars, he has this type of just, I guess those things that kind of made it throughout the whole discography he held onto with this beginning, like this was his first single, right? This was like his first big single, um, that just blew he, him up. If I'm not mistaken, he won a Grammy off of this without having a record deal it didn't end up on my list and i really strongly considered it just because it's like it's such a good kickoff like and i played the shit yeah. out of that song i'm not gonna lie to you chris uh i i switched my list like as we were doing this and this one popped up to number two because i just <laughs> i could not leave it in the top five and i already went through my five and i probably should have put it in there with four and left my two but I don't really care because they were all, you know, in the hundreds of thousands of plays with me. So, yeah. uh, but he has like the, I mean, peak Drake lines, the sweatpants, hair tied, chilling with no makeup on. That's just the definition of what a Drake says that's, this. Drake says that's that. That's what I had highlighted to, yeah. to mention. I knew you were going to mention it because um, yeah. it's, that's peak Drake. It's like that was so, um, like that entered into the lexicon of like slang and speech and just kind of catchphrase type stuff. Like that, that phrase was like repeated so much to the yeah. point where it's like a person could forget where it came from because yeah, they're exactly. it's, it's like, like a, that's what she said. That's what you she know what said. I mean? uh, also uh, YOLO. Uh, it might, that's another Drake line too. Um, other ones on here is, the I can make your pussy whistle, that little thing that he does, he does that throughout his whole discography too. And that's kind of one of a, a Drake token that you can take with you um, that he kind of like, you know, lingers a little bit and make sure, make sure you hear what he's saying and kind of be like, yeah, that's, that's good, Drake. Yeah, that's, that's pretty clever. 
um, like the Andrew gets the theme song. <laughs> um, Perfect. It, it's good, man. And then, it's, and then the hook. It's too damn catchy. It's too, it's too catchy for its own good. As I say, that hook, that hook is just like kind of the, uh, hold on, we're going home. It's just, it's so repetitive and it works and everybody's singing along to it. And he throws in the fucking best and uh, that makes it a little bit more umph into it. And it's just, Dude, I was the essential. I was say that one thing that I'll, it is like, that was still during the era that like, and this is something that doesn't really exist anymore um, for the vast majority of people because of the way we consume music. But this was still in a time where you would likely hear the edit first. Yeah. You the so you the. Once you heard you the you the best and it was already catchy. And then you heard the you the fucking best and it just makes it land more. Like yep. I'm real specific with the way curse words are used and like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's because it, if it's not gratuitous and it's used in a way that gives it a little bit more of that punch or whatever, like it makes it land. So it was kind of like it almost like elevated the song a little bit further whenever you heard the album version of it. And um, yeah, that's just classic, classic. You, if you go back and watch the video now, it's yeah, yeah, very dude. hit me, baby, one more time, dude. I was gonna um, say, I even love it because it has the corny trick at the end, where it's just like, uh, that's good dedicated call. to somebody. Just make sure it's that special somebody, and it's just like, man, Drake, you're so ahead. And then you just like, why do you do this to yourself? Like, I know this was the beginning of it, but you can kind of see his corniness and in, in his things where he maybe listened to a little bit more boys of man and joe to see that he wanted him to and uh yeah it was a good transition from aubrey from from wheelchair jimmy into that you know like i'd almost draw like a parallel to um like even though this was all music like justin timberlake whenever he was initially going solo it's like he was still the in-sync guy even if people knew his name he was still the in-sync guy so if there anybody was hating on him they were still associating him with that not taking him seriously and then he kind of fought his way through it or Justin Bieber, yeah. whenever he crossed over from being just like teenage bubblegum pop to like R&B and started getting more respect from like music people. And now it's like everyone's just like everyone that listens to Bieber, he's on everything. And um, and Drake really, he that's a hard thing to do to kind of transition from from that um, into to what he did and to be taken seriously and stuff. But like you said, it's almost like. That's kind of like that slight, like dorkishness is part yeah. of like his charm, I guess. Like yeah. Drake, Drake did this so so Gambino can can walk type thing. Uh, and we talked about yes. that comparison, but uh, th- th- there is no Gambino with Drake without Drake. Hot take. Uh, <laughs> what 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 do you got for your number one? Because I know the honorable mention is going to be super long for Polyus, but let's knock out this number one because I think you'll be surprised with mine really so yeah yeah, so mine is kind of a almost kind of a weird pick and you'll see what i mean by that um but my number one pick is paris morton music what up came back for you i just needed time to do what i had to do caught in the life i can't let it go wow Um, surprising so the song was never like officially like a single or anything like that. It wasn't even really officially released until care package came out a couple of years ago. Right. But it, it had been around for forever. So like I even did a little bit more research to make sure that I knew the whole story about it. So um, it was the justice league were the ones that did the beat. Um, 
And it was, of course, Rick Ross' um, song first um, with Aston Martin music. And Drake was only doing like half the hook on Aston Martin music, but he recorded his own um, his own song for it, like kind of mixtape style uh, and flipped it for, for Paris Morton music. And um, so it's like it wasn't even meant to completely stand out on its own that way. Evidently, they sent him the beat before and he passed on it. And then once Ross sent it to him, he actually contacted the producers and was like, yo, why didn't you send me this beat? And they were like, yo, we did send you this beat and you passed on it. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna use it now. And then ultimately it ended up becoming part of the, like, like the extended version of, uh, of Aston Martin music for the video or whatever. But so a little bit of backstory on it, but the song, whenever I think about it, it's, it actually captures every drake that you could want it yeah. comes in like super like soft with the what i came back for you which was like lyrically that stuff was so good because it was that whole the beauties and the simplicity thing and it's very sing-along worthy yeah and then sure. then he just bars the fuck out of you yeah one giant verse every single bar for bar um it's in my opinion the best verse that's that was that he's ever done um i put it among like the hall of fame of just rap verses in general because he he just bodies the shit out of it there's so many uh quotables in there months of marvin gay shit a bunch of distant lovers yeah, um so good i'm glad i'm glad this so is in your because it was right on the fringe for me i almost i probably should have yeah. swapped it out but um but i just didn't play it enough because it wasn't on on dsps so um, it just wasn't in, in my heavy road, but every time I would like, Oh damn. Yeah. I got to go find that on YouTube or I got to go find that somewhere on SoundCloud or something. Yeah. Uh, and then you get the Aston Martin music, which is, you know, kind of a, a B version of it with, with Ross. Um, but yeah, man, I agree. He, he, this is like the perfect blend of all the Drake's besides, you know, the, the other pockets that he gets into, but he, you get the best of what you like about Drake, the, the singy the bars and when he comes with bars, like I said before, he's actually a really good rapper. Like I know we kid about it and he has all his corny he lines is. and he does all that. When he wants to be whenever he's calculated and he gets his pin going. I think he's one of the best. And I don't, I don't think people take him seriously. And I think that's why these like deep cuts, these B sides on some of his stuff get overlooked because everybody's going for the hits and going for the pop stuff. But yeah. I think if like, well, I, I like to think, you know, people who like hip hop goes, go to those B sides and kind of listen to his bars and kind of get some respect for him. Cause he, he does a good job, man. He's, he's great. You got to give him the credit for it. Like this, I, I got to call out this whole section just because this was just like, sometimes you hear people, I mean, this is already several albums and his career, but you'll just hear like bars. If you're a, um, if you're a hip hop head, that just like stick out to a point where you're like, yeah, I'm not going to question you anymore. Right. But this yeah. whole section where he says, having lunch and debating Ferrari prices, 23 and going through a midlife crisis. But trust me, I still deliver like a midwife, like a <laughs> mic drop. And no, I'm not saying I'm the nicest. I just live life like it. Trust me, I still deliver like a midwife is one of the best things I've ever heard in rap music. <laughs> like, it's so fucking clever. It's so good. It's I, I wish I would have would have come up with that line. That's Triple a, entendre. That's a line I wish I wrote. Uh, Dude, it, it's it, it's just so clean because he he just does it like his delivery in that is like um even though like he's hitting all the bars and like 
and they're there, but he still does it with a coolness where it doesn't sound like he's yeah. trying too hard. It's not like aggressive. It's just like, it just sounds so natural and easy. And then, you know, he's real smooth with so much. I, I compare his, his flow to watching Steph Curry warm up hitting three pointers. Like that's, I, that's my comparison is just like when I hear Drake on really whenever he gets into his bag is when Steph is like all Steph can't miss doing shimmies. And I, and I can't stand Steph, but, and maybe it's like kind that's of a weird funny. comparison, but like, that's kind of, cause I appreciate Steph so much. Cause I know he's that damn good. Um, yeah. Yeah. But when he gets into his, where he can't miss and he's shimmying and he's laughing and he's joking and you, I, I, for me, I hate him whenever he gets that way. But I, I feel like that with Drake, where he can kind of float on something so well and then change it up for a little bit just to be so smooth with it and then come back and kind of bar you up a bit and then kind of lull you back with the singing. And he's just like working the body, hitting haymakers, going back and not even out of breath, you know, come back. Yeah. Because and like you said, like he he wraps it up like the um, the arrangement of the song is, is yeah. fairly unusual for a song that it's as long as it is. Cause it's like a good four and a half um, minutes or it's four, four minutes, 11 seconds. And it doesn't feel like it. It feels like it's a short song. Cause it's just one verse, but it's cause he draws you in the entire time. And then, like you said, he ends up um, closing it out, going back into that hook. That's super Drake. It ends real soft again. So it's like the song just kind of like slowly creeps in, creeps, right. You know, goes hard, creeps right back out. And and it lands perfectly from start to finish. The st- that Steph uh, analogy is really good. Like this, this is his his version of like Steph hitting that super cold ass three from nearly half court, where he yep. turns his back to the to the goal and and makes eye contact with the defender, and because um, he just knows that it's going in, like the coldest shit I've ever seen, and like this is Drake doing that, where it's just like I know what I'm doing. I'm throwing it out there. You're going to like it because I'm good at what I do. And I don't know. I kind of call it his best just because it captures so much more. Like that's a hard call to make on anybody with a discography this thick, but um, I think I I, I at least have enough to, to build a a decent case of just saying everything that it encompasses. But I like it. So now I'm excited to hear. I like the reason behind it. I think you're going to be surprised by mine because I don't know if it's, in a heavy rotation or even if you've even gone back to it after the initial listen, but I'll, I'll set the table by with my number one, my, my favorite Drake album is nothing was the same. Um, I love that album. I don't know if it was a time in my life to where I just, when it came out, it hit me a little bit more than everything else. It's something that I replayed so, so much from, from start to finish. And to start that album, he goes with Tuscan Leather, and that's my number one. Sitting Gucci roll like they say up at UNLV. Young rebel, young money, nothing you could tell me. Paperwork taking too long, maybe they don't understand me. I compromise if I have to, I gotta stay with the family. Not even talking to Nikki. Communication so Tuscan Leather is like a super long intro, six minutes. And it's just straight bars. It's just straight bars. He does a little bit of singy stuff towards the end, but he's just basically putting it all out there that he's that dude. And I think this is kind of his ascension into he's coming off, you know, the take care. And he's kind of like, it's not a sophomore album, but like people were kind of like, what is he going to do next? How is he going to follow up with all this? He's like the biggest artist or he could be the biggest artist. He has the potential. 
And I think this six minute song of him just kind of talking his shit, setting the table for, yeah, I'm that dude. And he has just bars galore on here. Um, do you know this song? Is this is this something you've you've heard recently? It's super recently. No, to be honest, it's it's not. It's one of the things where it's like in a catalog as dense as his is. Like I, I told this is an example of, of what I said like at the very beginning. I was like, watch, because I was going off a of gut instinct whenever I came up with my list and tried not to overpopulate the playlist so I didn't have to make as many cuts said there's going to be a, some heavy hitter ass songs that didn't even cross my mind off my my just my gut instinct what have I just been playing yeah and this is a perfect example of that because it's so hard like the build up in it yeah like that's that's what you want from that intro track you know what I mean like yeah it, it, like I said his intros are really good like free smoke is really good uh and then he just comes with this one. And it, like I said, this starts off the album and this one goes into furthest thing, which is such a good song, which that one can kind of coincide with this one being my favorite song, but this one's six minutes, but uh, a couple bars that I, I wanted to do. He starts it out with coming off the last record. I'm getting 20 million off the record, just to off these records. That's a record, you know, just spitting them uh, like he usually do does. And then like later on, he does the fresh Prince just had dinner with Tatiana, you know, you know that, you know, that, that line uh uh then he's like feeling like guy pierce memento i just set the bar uh he just has galore bars on here that i just love but i, I love the sound of it i love the kind of there's really you kind of lose the beat a bit and he's just basically going kind of a little acapella sound type to it to where he's just he has that one mic and he's just going at it and this is probably one of his show-offs with his pin that i think that uh, you can go back to and kind of like see where he was at. And he he just kind of tells you what he's about to do. And he he kind of, kind of does it all in the next few years after that. And with this album too, because I think this album is is slept on um, quite a bit. I know a lot of people like it and they'll go back to it saying that it was a sleeper album, but I really love this album. It's good. And I remember at the time whenever this came out that this was one of the, the standouts too that just kept getting referenced. And yeah. like, he he always has like, from every album, he would have those songs that were like non-single songs. Yeah. That was like, I was going to say it's long, almost... it's long. And that's why it gets lost a little bit. Like people don't want to go and listen to a six minute song. Um, but I, I wouldn't skip it. Like I would, it, but have, you knew I'd, have it. Yeah. I'd have to play it. Every... Like I'd have to start out the album and I wouldn't skip anything. Yeah. It, it was one of those things that, that, that everybody, like everybody knew. And I just remember seeing like, like memes with the Tatiana line and stuff like that. Yeah. Like those are the, the, the types of things that were float around um, that like, that just kind of stuck out. And it was yeah. just like, he's, he's, he's always been good for that. Like, I can't think of a lot of other artists where it seems like most artists, it's like, if they're big, people will know the the singles and then like the, the people, you know, then there's the second tier of them that, that know the album cuts and stuff like that. Yeah. But it seemed like it was more of like a, a homogenized group with with Drake, especially through that whole run of all those albums in a row where it's like people were were referencing songs like that. And I guess, you know, by the time we get into um, to honorable mentions, because songs like this are going to stick out. But it reminds me, obviously not in terms of format, but in terms of the way that it was regarded at the time that it was released. 
something like almost like a Marvin's room yeah. where it was like, it doesn't have to be a single. It just had enough, you know, just, just enough behind it. Yeah. Um, creativity and everything that everybody just knew it as if it was a single. And this song was that at that time. Yeah. It's definitely not one of his popular it's like, songs. It's, it's, not, it's just, it, it's just a, a good solid song that I, I would, constantly play especially with that album i'd start the album and i wouldn't skip and it's one of my favorite ones because it sets the table so so well for that album uh so yeah i might get killed in the in the in the comments on that but i don't, I don't know we we kind of took a different approach rather than you know with the the kanye and the, the kendrick with our our favorite slash best type thing which kind of coincides but there's so much drake stuff man that um i don't know but it's it's you can do different top fives to different years almost because he has so much features he has so much uh things that he does and so much sounds um he's great at it so that's it i like that it turned out this way i like that it turned out with us having distinctively different approaches and yeah. it being kind of just opposite of of a lot of times of what we what we do and again it's no secret that that you're just like more of a fan than i am and like that makes it sound like I'm kind of like disrespecting the art. It's just because it's like I have a deep, deep appreciation. Actually, I kind of want to get into that with the honorable mentions. Yeah, let's get into it, man. Because like I said, I have a lot, but I definitely feel like a lot of them need to be mentioned because there's a lot of good stuff that we we missed. And I don't want to seem like we overlooked it and because it's not in our top five doesn't mean that it it hits different, but um he has some really really great stuff uh a couple ones that i i want to mention off off of his early stuff was was uptown uptown with bun b like he has that type of slow melodic houston type sound which he bites off of throughout his whole discography but with uptown you obviously got bun which bun is on quite a bit of i think he's on a few albums of his if i'm not mistaken like he has the bun b cosign um, which she can kind of wh whatever you think of him getting away with it, having the Bun B coastline. But I think Uptown uh, is kind of that introduction to it and he does it well. I love that song. You, you know, that was almost in, in my top five. Yeah. Like that's one of my, cause that's one of my personal favorite songs from him. And it's like, just for a number of reasons, he bars it up. Wayne has a good verse of, with his weird, yeah. I'm so Uptown, just being really Wayne-ish and, yeah. um, Obviously, uh, Bumby, you know, yeah. kills it, but that beat is hard. But like, so this is kind of like, obviously that like that was his earliest stuff. And um, whenever I got into that, I just remember actually, so that remember that convertible that I used to have? Yeah, that um, that little Beamer, like this um, album came out whenever I got that car. So, gotcha. and you know how, like, it just kind of ties things together, like that whole summer and everything. And like, I, I remember I would be getting in that car and it was funny just because the, you know, the, the very intro of that song starts with, um, it's a little bit filtered before like the full bass comes in. It just yeah, has yeah. like the, you know, like the keys going and stuff like that. So it's like, I'd get in my car that would already be queued up because it was just <laughs> my favorite freaking song at that time. And yeah. I'd start, the top would start coming down as I'm starting to pull out. And then once it kind of folded in and I was driving, it just always timed out that that's right whenever the bass came in and he hit with that, 
that that first that first bar of that and um like that song i don't know that like that one has like a special place in my heart like i said i was going to include it and i didn't exclude it just because it was you know a bit more not necessarily obscure none of his music is obscure but that may be a little bit lesser known out of it just because it's so yeah. early but um it's what like like i know. said it's early it's early drake so it's kind of like there's so much stuff after the fact that you can kind of appreciate his maturity when it comes to some things but man some of this stuff if it was in reverse order i think it would hit still hit today like uh like i'm going in and so like I'm, I'm going in as part of that so far gone and i love that song kind of it's almost similar to the uptown you know it has gc it has Lil wayne and they're just barring it up like all of them have bars on their verse and it's fast yeah. And uh, it's just a good like introduction to somebody who kind of hasn't, you know, found their pocket and they're just trying different things here and there. But yeah. that one's good. Uh, Ransom is really good, which isn't on on Spotify. But I, I specifically remember downloading that song and loving Ransom. And that was a really good of his. And it's him doing him like he's spitting bars. Him and Wayne are going back and forth and they're just going fast. And it's just really good. Uh, I don't know if you remember Do, that Ransom like, song. I do it, like it, like you described it real well because it was early and he was trying to kind of find himself and yeah. like he it's funny because he always he reminded me of me like I um that that's like a super goofy thing to say but like early on I just like just being such a hip hop head but like not being necessarily completely of the culture and it's like him he was kind of had a different sort of upbringing yeah. or or whatever. But and he would talk about that and he would talk about a lot about like backpack type rap and, you know, similar influences and stuff. And then like he went, you know, in the, in the directions that he did. But like Fear was another song that would be on like my secondary personal top five yeah. um, really early. Love the beat, but just love the way that he raps on it. And whenever he said he has the line in there, though, what up, little bro? What up, Slumville? He's talking about little brother out of North yeah. Carolina um and slum village and it was like that was my shit at that time super backpack super lyrical and it was just like oh that's what you're on that's your influence so it like him rep name dropping yeah. them and that's what makes me, me think like, trust with, him yeah, I was yeah. Like, that's what kind of built that trust with me because I, I we we talk about him biting off the, the newer stuff and finding his different pockets that like i think he kind of appreciates all kinds of music like like we do and he's he wouldn't just like co-sign something just to co-sign it and be kind of on it. Like, you know, riding the wave, like people, you know, say he does. I think he actually appreciates and likes the music and wants, wants people just to be like, have that appreciation from others. Yeah. Um, and, and it goes to like with this, with your saying, like, I think he, he knows his history of, of what he listened to. And I think it's like heavenly influence throughout his whole discography. Place. Yeah. On that same song, he had the the line, "I never cried when Pac died, but I probably will when Hope yeah. does." And it was like, "That's that's deep. That's sincere. That's your generation, yeah. and like that's that's your influence and what you're into." And and, and I respect that. And that early Drake was always very, like, um, he would talk a lot about like not liking fame in a way. Like yeah. he was getting too big too fast, and he would always talk about missing you know <laughs> missing his his family missing his dad missing his town miss, like he yeah. referenced that type of stuff heavily for the first several albums 
Yeah. Um, shit, he said that in 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 Paris Morton music with. Uh, I miss Memphis, Tennessee. My cousins, my dad, like he would always reference the old stuff and just kind of before he was big. Cause I think he just, he blew up too damn fast and like he was vulnerable about it. And a lot of the early music. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, it's a different type really, of vulnerable. Really stuck out to me. It's more, it comes off more genuine in his early stuff, which now it just kind of sounds like kind of crybaby ish to a lot of people. Cause he is the biggest star in the world. So what is he complaining about you know uh but back yeah. then it's a little bit it comes off a little bit more genuine because he is kind of the up and coming and he doesn't know his place yet he's trying different pockets he knows he, he knows he's a good rapper he knows he can sing he doesn't know what to do with it yet he's still heavenly influenced by so many people like you know yeah yeah who knows what what he was on you know in, in canada who knows he has a houston influence like you said he has an east coast influence he has a hove influence um and then, of course, like probably around his time was heavy Cali rap too. Like, I'm sure he gets some of that over there. Um, but yeah, uh, go into that next album too, that Thank Me Later. Uh, lots of good stuff, like Overs on there, uh, The Resistance, Show Me a Good Time. Like, that's another Miss Me with, with Wayne is on there, Find Your Love. Like, that's another kind of flawless album when it comes to like front to back. Cause I can listen to that whole People thing. don't give it credit though. People hate on that album now, yeah. which kind of ca- catches me off guard. Cause it was really big and it propelled him. And I guess maybe it like, if, if you had to criticize it right now, it sounds a bit more dated than the other stuff because it's older and it's like, you yeah. can't hold it against it. So, you know, maybe some things don't hold up quite as well, but like over was hard and find your love is still really good. Like that started the trajectory of the hold on, we're going home. Yeah. That's what I was going to say that that reminds me of the hold on, we're going home. That was like the same sound, kind of the same formula. And he kind of perfected it with the hold on, we're coming home. Um, And and man, the dude can't even grow a beard yet. Started the Kanye beef though. Yeah, (laughs) that's That's true. true. But that's, that's, allegedly that's part of because kanye did that beat and and it sounds real kind of crunchy because it like it peaked so the um the recording of it to me it sounds cool you can hear it right at the beginning at the most because it starts with the boom yeah just just the percussion only and it has that heavily distorted sound and like and i guess drake had a problem with that because it sounded like it was like 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 it just didn't sound good it's like why are you letting letting it, the levels peak on it and get the distortion through there like to me i always thought it just sounded like a creative yeah um yeah method and i, I still do think that because like i think it sounds good that way i like that but evidently that was kind of started the thing like he was trying to trying to mess up his his song that's what they say that's funny. but man this is so hard there's so many good songs like i i you know one i really struggle with if we jump ahead to take care is headlines because yeah. headlines is kind of perfect drake too because it's bars and singing it and is floating on a beat i'm gonna tell you what and, ruined headlines for me um yeah affion crockett i think that's his name the comedian does a parody yeah. video of headlines and every time i hear that song i think of his parody video and he has like these big ass eyebrows and he's all talking about they grow they grow they grow <laughs> and uh, every time I hear that that song, I, I cannot get the the Crockett song out of my head, and that's what kind of ruins it for me. Um, that's damn hilarious. It, damn him! Like every like I was listening to it obviously the past few days, and I was like, I cannot. I got to go watch that video, and I did, and it was still funny to me because um, he does it so good. I need to check that yeah, out. You need to check that out. Uh, 
it's funny, but I, I every time I hear that song, I think of that other song and it kind of ruins it for me. But it is a good song. Like it was one of his his bigger hits off off that album, which a lot of some, people think people is his say best it's album. His best album. Yep. So then he also like then some people whenever they want to hate, they'll be like, yeah, it's his best album because of the weekend. Uh, the weekend yeah. had so much influence and in writing and stuff like that. Sure. So okay, so that being said, so crew love was almost on there freaking love that song and it's funny i even talked about it on on a on a pod that we had a couple maybe like a month or six weeks ago where that song it came back into my rotation like it came up on a on a shuffle and i started listening to it like it was a brand new song again like i just been playing the shit out of that i absolutely love the start of that song the start of the song always is like the best part for me like i literally like skip and like listen to the beginning of it and be like all right that's good i'm good i don't have to listen to the rest of it but i love the beginning of that doom, doom. it's kind of just hitting you and kind of distorted and kind like of just, weird kind of weird yeah you don't know yeah. what's going on it's like getting hit in the face or something and um it's weird and i'll just like it and sharing the weekend kind of come on it is always good so they, they they produced the shit out of it man they did such a good job on the production they have a lot of like um a lot of vocal effects going on with with weekend yeah, to, for sure. to just enhance like the how how wide like the stereo image sounds and they do some really good distortion on his vocals and um in certain places and like it, it's just it, it was mixed and mastered just incredibly well so like this is what did it for me though the only reason why i took it off the list because it was initially in the, my in my top five oh, yeah. I love that song so much interesting i ended up i disqualified it because technically it was originally a weekend song that they forced Drake onto. So like you can, they still have that version on YouTube and it's actually, it might even be longer than this. And it doesn't have that beats change up that goes into Drake and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Which which is, which is awesome. Like I love the, this version of the song because the way that Drake comes in and it goes into the beat change, because it has that, those real echoey reverby drums and stuff like that. And it, it just carries the vibe and kind of levels it up. Mm-hmm. But um, it was an existing song all the way through, like a finished weekend song that it really wasn't even like a collab. It's almost more of a remix of anything. So so I ended up right, disqualifying it, it on, a, on a technicality. But um, let, let's but it just gonna, make it... I was going to say, I'm going to go through some take, to take Care songs. So uh, Crew Love goes into Take Care with Rihanna, which I love that song. I actually think I like every Drake Rihanna song ever made. Um, going more into that album though, Underground Kings is more of the the Bun B influence. Uh, Make Me Proud is always like a, a kind of a call out with people who like this album. Um, it, uh, hell yeah, fucking that's right. That's a of good course. Nikki verse. Yeah, that's Nikki. a really good Nikki verse. That's, that's a top what verse from her. Nikki does really good on on Drake fe- or featuring like both back and forth, whether she's, it's her song or vice versa. Um, And then of course it has, it has Dre on there. It has the real her um, with Wayne and and Andre 3000, which is always going to be a standout on any album when you get an Andre verse. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, and it's still, like you said, Marvin's room. um, Yeah. Just again, as a call out on that, like the saying you could do better. Like that was another one of those like catchphrasey yeah. enter the lexicon things. And that's one of those songs where you're like, that wasn't a single. Like, right. why do I know that? Why can People I be just that know familiar it. with that song? You just know that song. Cause it's, it's one of those songs where you're going to come across it without going out of your way to listen to it. 
Like you yeah. were like at that time, you were going to hear it. And um, because it was so good. And then it had the motto on there. So did you ever consider putting forever on there with Yay, Wayne, and Eminem? So I left, I, I did I did contemplate that because of course he has the the best start to to a bar almost ever. Uh yeah. But it isn't his song. Like it's it's a posse cut. It's Eminem's. I think it's on the Eminem album. Um, so it wasn't his. And I tried to stick to having his song because he's he has a lot of great features, which I was going to hit on with these honorable mentions. But that was one of them. Um, but there's so many different aspects of that song. I can't say it's a Drake song. So okay, I remember. I don't even know where to find it now. I remember an earlier version of that song. It was just him and Wayne and Wayne had his, had a different verse on it. The Drake verse was the same. And, you know, and, but this is that time frame was like during like the bootlegging singles off a of LimeWire type thing. So gotcha. I don't know if it was, or if it was like a mixtape cut or what it was. I just distinctly remember that. I remember having that song um, <clears throat> burned to a CD and then there end, ended up being the, that version of it. And like it, it doesn't say that it's a remix or anything like that. It doesn't reference that. So like I think yeah. that that's probably the only official version, but the original one didn't have, um, didn't gotcha. have. Which that makes a lot of sense because this sounds like everybody dropped their verse and like went home. Like they they probably didn't hear each other's yeah, verses. They showed up for the assignment. Yeah, they they all showed up and they they got the beat and the audio file and they were like, all right, yeah. I can give you that's a good call. I can give you it because uh, it doesn't sound like cohesive enough for them to all be in the same room. Um, but it is. I mean, it's one of the one of the top posse cuts ever. So they were the, they, the three. I mean, excuse me, the four biggest rappers in the game at that given point in time and yeah. still ever. Yep. But at that given time, um, like him, like a, a new guy getting all three of them on the same song, even if it was something where just like, you know what I mean? A producer or a manager was sending the, the, you know, sending the beat around and stuff like that. Right. That was still, that was huge, huge, huge. Yeah. And, um, and they all bodied it. Like that's always up for debate of who had the best verse and they all killed it. Eminem capped it off. And that was like peak Eminem. Um, like I said, that's a whole other debate, but like they killed it. And then it had like the video had, lebron in it because it was off of like a some lebron <laughs> mini doc or something oh, really i don't yeah. i don't really remember it too much i remember the sprite commercial that's that's the biggest thing i remember <laughs> it was in the sprite commercial also in the if sprite you commercial. search the official vi video the whole video is like it's like a lebron highlight reel type of thing oh really it's, um and i yeah and like i'm just throwing out all these vague things that i remember but like i know that one for a fact i don't know the specifics of, of what it was it's just like it but it being tied into something like that that was probably something they came up with after the fact yeah but it's still they were like it was like they tried to jam pack as many major things into it as possible i'm looking at the video right now and it's young lebron is the thumbnail on oh, okay the, i'll check it out uh, on yeah and but like but but I'm with that. It's like a little ostentatious. That was kind of the end yeah. of that era of of rap music where it was just like go huge or go home. And you think um, uh, you think Jay Z said no to this and and Drake and swooped in? 
you think Jay was the fourth of the Mount Rushmore? And he was like, no, I'm good. Like, all right, we'll get Drake. I wonder. Wayne was like, I know a guy. Like, because that's absolutely plausible. And actually, so we can use that to segue into another one of my next honorable mentions that were hella close was um, Pound Cake. Pound Cake. Yeah. Paris Morton music too. Like first off the, the pound cake beat um, is one of my favorite beats ever. That little vocal sample that's in there. And the, yeah. the, it has like this ethereal vibe. It has like a sort of hollow sound to it. Cause it's not, it's yeah, not a ton of layers. It, it breathes, it breathes a lot. So, and it sounds like driving around with the sunroof open at night sort of thing. You know what I mean? It sounds yeah. like a nighttime song and um, he bars the shit out of it. Jay kind of falters a little bit. It's not his best, but it to isn't. me, it's like a top five Drake verse, though. Yeah. Whenever he, he he's talking about going to his high school reunion and them needing to increase security and stuff, I'm like, that's yeah. a fucking flex. Like this dude's, yeah, yeah. He's about I think that. he definitely bodies uh, Jay on on that song. Uh, so yeah, that that's a and it's off one of my favorite albums, of course. So um, yeah, that's definitely in my honorable mentions too. I have a lot of like of those type of like songs in my honorable mentions where it's just it's bar bar Drake and I'll, and I'll go through a few of them. Um, so you have I, to kind of get on the feature stuff. Sicko mode. I was really debating about, but I didn't want to throw it because it's Travis's song, but I absolutely love sicko mode. That's I mean, one of my probably most played songs of all time. Like I love sicko mode so much. It, it didn't even cross my mind to include in this discussion, um, which is because, and again, it just speaks to the density of his catalog. Yep. And like you said, even though it's not technically his, like he's the one rapping on it. And then he has like the Kanye subs, you know, whenever he's creeping down the block, it has all the beat changes. They kind of like fuck the game up with that beat because then everybody started doing so changes. good, man. Like that was so good. And when he comes on, it's just like, he, he kind of, does the the almost like the uh, hell yeah funkin' right thing like he kind of lulls you a little bit and then he bars you he doesn't go as fast but he definitely like has some some lines in here that just kind of stuck with everybody yeah. and um I, I just did half a zan 13 hours to land type thing um a lot of just recognizable things that everybody kind of says now mm-hmm. um out uh, like a light yeah out like a light of course uh what else um some of his his uh, pack, like the Scary Hours pack, the Lemon Pepper Freestyle, the Wants and Needs, uh, Chicago Freestyle, which I love, Giveon on that. Um, the Chicago Freestyle, he does the Eminem that uh, Saturday through Sunday, Monday, Monday through Sunday, yo. Have you okay, heard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's real yeah, slow. Yeah. And Giveon has just like the perfect voice on there. Um, that's one I of my go favorite. Go back and revisit that. Yeah, Cause that stuck out to me at the time. And it was just one of those things that it's like, kind of gets lost in the mix. Yeah. Um, but that was so good. Same thing with that lemon pepper, and free, lemon pepper freestyle with Ross it has a super good, like melody type of, of sound singing on it. And he just flows on it and just goes bars the whole time. Um, they work well together too. They, they really kind of complement each other. I'm on one. I almost put that on the list yeah. just because the, the verse is so good, even though that verse was off of, um trust issues initially yeah like um and it was a slow song and everything else but i'm on one like that's that's one of my pump up songs like i have that <laughs> on my running playlist and like I, you know all i care about is money in the city where i'm from like it, this everything about it is, is so sick 
and um and just punchy and then it you know and he sets the stage for everyone else and then Wayne and Ross do their sort of thing and they don't even have to go as hard as him because he already propped it up so high yeah. and his hook keeps coming back in and he does that so he does that so well with so many things with so many different artists uh what what is your take on if reading this is too late how do you feel about that album so I wasn't that that big on it like I just really wasn't that big on it. Um, I think I think it, I think if you went back, I mean, I don't know how far if you went through it or if you just skimmed through it when you were, you were on the re-listen, but I think it has a good sound to it. Um, I, I remember heavily playing this, and like with every Drake album, I will definitely give it the time and the replay value more than anything else because I find myself liking it a lot more like of course nothing with the same like i can listen to that front to back to where most people probably won't go back to it but i definitely give them like even with honestly never mind i've given it multiple listens to where some artists i just won't give it the time of day or the second replay if you don't if you don't hit you don't hit but with, with drake i think he has that luxury at least with me to giving it a second or a third listen or even like revisiting months months uh past it and kind of being like all right the initial kind of blow is already done. People have said what they said. Yeah. I can't be influenced anymore. Let me listen to it with fresh ears. Uh, but he has good stuff. He has legend energy, 10 bands. It starts off really well. He has that, uh, that jungle song on there, um, which is really good, which I, I think that's the sample, right? Is it jungle that does the sample with the GG or with the Gabriel? With GGM. Yeah. 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 That is kind of real help propel that dude's career quite a bit because it's like he was still i mean he's still pretty underground but it was virtually unknown at that time is is this whenever he first started working a lot with party next door also yeah yeah party's on here quite a bit i think he has like two two or three songs uh wednesday night interlude is really good that's a good interlude which he, he's still kind of i don't know i'm trying to think of clb if it had any interludes but he's usually good for a couple of really good inter, interludes if you like sure. that type thing yeah, and like I, I like that album. Like, there's not an album that I don't go back to and listen to a few songs. Um, like, I, like I said, I repeat them quite a bit. Um, we didn't really take much off of Views either, which is surprising. Um, but he does yeah, have some good stuff off there. That. Like, One Dance was on there, um, which which was from you. But like, we didn't even touch on like Hotline Bling, which isn't one of my favorite songs of his, but it definitely is one of his biggest songs ever. Uh, that was a song that I hated that I ended up liking. I remember really? when I first heard it, I was like, ah, man, you really missed. And, and it, it like, it ended up growing on me to an extent. I'm not going to say it's like my favorite song ever, yeah. but it's, it's painfully catchy. Oh, like it's sure. hard yeah. not, it's hard for it not to get stuck in your head. It, like, I remember hearing the lyrics of, I know when that hotline bling, I'm like, that's not even a phrase. It was <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? But it was like, he said it and he said it enough where it's like, like yeah. not that it became a thing, but it, it lost like the weirdness of it not being a phrase just because the song got so big. I mean, yeah. Trump had that SNL skit to it, like yeah. pre pre presidential run. And it was like, very you know, like start of memes, start of gifts type thing to where it was on, like everybody had their own like take on it. That's a good call. But off that album too is Controla, which is a really good song. It's right before One Dance. That's great back to back. He he likes doing yeah, that. That's a I good setup for it. Yeah, it's a good setup for it. But he has some other good sleepers on here, like Redemption's really good. Weston Road Flows is just him putting bars 
Um, I, I like hype and feel in other ways. Like it's a pretty good album. Like I, I, I go back to it and listen to like at least half the album and I like it. Um, too good with Rihanna. That's a really good song. Of course. Like you said, everything that they collab with always ends up landing. Um, yeah. You know, another song that like, it always ends up on my year after year on my Spotify um, wrap up, like my top five songs always ends up in there is no guidance from him and Chris Brown. Him and Chris Brown. Like, I love that song. I just yeah. I love that. So that song, it's weird. Like it should have been played out to me how much I've played it. And it just does not. I like it so much. I love the video. Love the little kid talking shit to yeah. Chris Brown in the video. The core like he ends up really playing himself well in it in the video yeah. when he does like the dance thing where it was just like, where he's being corny and it was like, okay, you're, you're so you're more self-aware than what the average internet memer yeah. thinks you are. I think and, that is a good point too. Like, I think he is a little bit more self-aware than people give him credit for. Uh, I don't think he, he is like, so I think he's like a good troll in, in himself because he knows what he's doing. Like I told you before, he's a good actor. He's, he knows what very he's doing. Very calculated. Yeah. Very deliberate. Yeah. That that's like uh two two songs like that for me are Once and Needs with Lil Baby and Laugh Now Cry Later with Lil Dirk. Like those, those are like some of some of his good songs that I like that put those guys on and they bar the hell out of both. Like baby's verse on Once and Needs. Like I'm I'm sure you've seen the the little video skit of like the cartoons and and stuff like that of, of baby just body in that verse but he has one of the best verse of the year on, on that once it needs yeah so good and like it's funny laugh now cry later is another one of those examples of songs that i just forgot existed yeah. and i was like oh god i forgot how hard this song is like it, it's it's so good and but I, I hadn't i can't think of the last time i had played it prior to to yeah. kind of going through the catalog for this research um, because again, he just has so much shit and like that, but it's so good. And like that beat and like, and his, the melody that he uses for the hook, yeah, like it, it can get stuck in your head without, without having words to it. Um, and he has that so, little Drake thing. He does that babe, that, that little yeah. that extra sauce on everything to kind of make it, uh, like make you remember it and kind of take it with you and repeat it everywhere you go. Um, I kind of wanted to touch on uh, on back to back uh, and that whole him feuding with people. I think back to back is one of, one of his better um, verses. And he, I think he goes off on, on back to back. It's one of my favorite songs that he's kind of like going at meek. And he had the whole, he has beef with kind of every, every, everybody at once (laughs) here or there, but meek was one of the bigger ones before, uh, push is that, that a, a world tour or your girls tour like yeah, man back to back, like, like I'm that was the, super mic drop yeah like i'm on the cover of lethal weapon like that's like one of my favorite bars of his uh like i'm jordan yeah. 96 97 uh, and then he goes to that like he he bodies uh meek on that song i love that song i'll just go back and play that song just every once in a while just to hear it because it's catchy and it sounds good and it's not such a, a beef type song to where it's just like him you know like the like the push thing like push will 
bar it and they'll be very intentional yep. and it's all about that person drake will make a beef song and it's kind of like oh this is actually a pretty good song <laughs> like i like it it sounds yeah. good it's not just bars you sometimes know? He, he gets so subliminal with it you don't even like it's yeah. not immediately obvious so he kind of has three versions of how he likes to handle beefs which i'm i'm with that because like i'm i'm all about rap beefs it's like we grew up on that yeah. like that's always been a thing eminem beefed with everybody and some of his best music um, was was whenever he had beefs, like the song Marshall Mathers off of Marshall Mathers LP was basically like every four bars was for a different person he had beefs with. Yeah. Like, I love that type of shit. And, um, and Drake, he kills it with that. And he so he can do the subliminal. I'm not going to reference it. Maybe he's talking about it. Maybe he's not. Then he can do like the back to back thing where it's like he can be pretty direct, but it's still like musical. And then he can do the types of things whenever he just like really comes at your throat, which he doesn't do that as often. Um, it's like he kind of saves it for whenever he feels like he needs it. And uh, like, and I appreciate that. Like, I, I, I'm here for the pettiness and stuff because that's that's part of like the whole hip hop being a sport thing. He's got a uh, lot of damn music, man. Like He does. Like <laughs> one song that was like, it was in my top five until we started the episode and then I pushed it back a little bit um was zero to 100 uh i like that song it sounds good it has that kind of switch up at the end to where it's like zero to 100 slash the catch up and so it's like two different songs in one which he does that quite a bit especially around that time he was doing kind of a split song but he has good bars on that and then that became like a thing too like you hear zero to 100 that's kind of like a a meme worthy thing to where it's like yolo you know kind of puts it in that date and that's kind of why i wanted to take it off because it kind of dates it a little bit to where like no one really says zero to hundred anymore yeah but it's like one of those things because he he's able to like grab one of those things like as it's bubbling like it's like he sees the wave before it crests so he's like he didn't invent yolo but like he got it early 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 used it and like that just became his thing and like you're right he's he's good at that type of um that type of stuff whenever he he does the whole wave thing yeah and that that was like the the whole like steph curry thing too he's like chef curry with the pop boy 360 with the wrist like he's really good about just kind of throwing in those pop culture references i forgot, I forgot about that part that's yeah. so good yeah uh hardly home but always repping you hardly own it, always second. When I'm awake, you always resting. And when they call you to answer, you are hardly question. I, I'm doing